to say, you turned on the lights. The lights were on. So now what? I remember sitting in my counselor's office many times, and he goes, Eric, the work that we do in here makes no difference if we don't take it outside this room. Welcome to Turning on the Light Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bell, and I'm joined today by my buddy, Anthony Palmer. Hey, man. Excited about this podcast with you. Yeah, man. We're excited to get started. Uh, It's our first show. Like we said in the trailer, the goal of the show is to turn on the light to the discussion around mental health. The best way to normalize this conversation about mental health is to have a conversation about mental health. Yeah, man, I agree. On my other podcast, Wake, Dead, Drink, Repeat, some of the most impactful and important conversations I've gotten to have with guests, like yourself, have been centered around the challenging moments we face in life and how we handle them, how we learn from them, how we grow from them. And so many of those conversations have to do with mental health. And so many of my listeners and guests have reached out to me to let me know how thankful they were to hear people sharing their stories and talking about the importance of getting help. Yeah, Palmer, I think that's exactly what we uh, intend to do here with this show is to be able to talk to people about their mental health journey. And I'm super excited to learn from some experts in the field, some psychologists, psychiatrists, even talk to acupuncture uh, therapists, yoga instructors, really healers of all kinds about ways that we can all help each other. Everyone's story is going to be different. And I think in light of the last two years, especially coming out of this pandemic, I can't wait to learn from all of our guests and be able to share their stories. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, the the biggest thing is just having these conversations. And uh, that's everyone I've talked to about this show, getting started with it. Like that is the thing people are most excited about is that people are having these conversations and especially that is two guys having these conversations and getting a little vulnerable and, 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 uh, you know, sharing some of this. So, you know, with you kind of being the host and you've, you've talked real openly, um, you know, about your struggles with anxiety and depression and whatnot. But I I think since you're the host, it makes sense to kind of have you be the first guest on this episode, um, and really kind of talk through your story a little bit and, you know, ultimately get to your turning on the light moment. So, Let's just jump right in there. Um, tell me and tell our listeners why the why this podcast? Why why create a podcast about turning on the light? Yeah. Um, so I've talked a few times. I'm pretty open about my journey. I'm pretty open about my struggles. I'm I'm really open about the things that have really helped me. One of my joys in life is is to get in conversations with people and be able to share life with them. It's weird that you like to talk. (laughs) Yeah, here here we are. Uh, It's going to be an interesting journey. But I love to help people get to know and get to a place to find their own happiness. And so, you know, what came out of uh, a few podcasts, the one we did with you, was the people that have come up to me afterwards that I was dumbfounded about them coming up and saying, hey, man, That was awesome, and I struggle with the same thing. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, And so I believe that for some reason we, as a society, still have trouble talking about our mental health. Um, We still have trouble talking about the therapies that are out there. And it's odd because if you had a heart problem, you go see a heart doctor. Yeah. If you had a leg problem, you go see an orthopedic. Well, guess what? Sometimes we have some brain problems, <laughs> and I don't think I need to see a neurosurgeon, although sometimes I wish that I did. That it was that easy? Yeah, just take my brain out and replace it, but it's not. Uh, it's a thing called life, and we all go through it. And so my goal was to start this podcast, share a little bit about my story, 
bring people on, share their stories, and 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 learn from some of the experts in the field about things that we can do to become better, better versions of ourselves. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about why we why it's called turning on the light, and uh, that comes from a a place in my life when I was a child. I grew up in a home. My family, my parents got divorced, but before they got divorced, we we had alcoholism in our family, and uh, and there was a night that I'll never forget. As a child, I woke up, you know, and when you're seven, eight, nine, I don't even know how old I was at the time, but when you wake up, the first you want to go find your parents, and my parents weren't there. And every light was on in the house. And I was like, where did they go? Come to find out they a, a neighbor bought a car and they went for a test drive at night. But that moment, I'll never forget. Yeah. And so the goal of that was to say, you turned on the lights. The lights were on. So now what? I remember sitting in my counselor's office many times and he goes, Eric, the work that we do in here makes no difference if we don't take it outside this room and do the work. And so that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about is my journey and struggle with depression and anxiety. I've seen a counselor. You heard me say I've taken medicine. Um, thankfully, I have not you know, chosen paths of, of doing drugs, although we will have people on this that that's the path that they sure. did choose. And there is no judgment here. Everybody's journey is what it is, and our goal is to hopefully, like I said earlier, get people to a better spot. What do you think about, you know, it? you and I have talked about this off, off mic, and then obviously it's going to be a conversation that comes up a lot through this podcast, but, you know, just in general, life is hard, right? And and it's uh, it can be scary, it can be overwhelming, it can be all of those things, like, I, I want to stay kind of focused in on your journey, but I think this is kind of an important question as we kind of lay the foundation for this show. What What is that jumping off point you think for needing or, or for allowing yourself to get help? Do you think it's anybody going through like anything hard? Do you think people need to, cause I, I can guarantee you that there's people listening to the show or people that we've talked to in our daily lives that like, it's like, oh, well, I'm not, this isn't bad enough to yeah. get help, right? Or I'm not, I don't, I'm not that person. I'm not there yet, you know, or I can just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And like, I know personally, I, I marched that road in my own journey a little bit of just being stubborn about it. And, um, you know, I got this, I don't, I don't need to take that next step. And lo and behold, that next step unlocked a part of me that I wish I would have unlocked 30 years ago, <laughs> you know? So for you and in, in sharing your story and, and talking with people about it, like what would be your advice to anybody kind of on that front? Yeah. So I go back to the statement I made a few minutes ago. If you had a heart problem, you go see a heart doctor. Yeah. If you had a, you know, if you had an allergy problem, you go see an allergist. Yeah. So the question is how much are you willing to put up with that yeah. issue before you go seek to get help? And I think the same thing would be true. I think we might, be willing to put up with it more so because for some reason society has taught us that you're weak. Yeah. You are really weak if you have to go get help or go see a counselor or you you know, if you and your wife or you and your husband have to go get help and see a therapist, like oh, something's really wrong with you. Yeah. And it's just not true. And I think that for my journey it started um back in college. 
and I was running track for the University of Florida. I was super successful as a high school athlete, and then I made the decision to go down to the University of Florida and run there, and really had an unbelievable first semester of, of running down there. But I struggled with depression and never really thought about it beforehand until the moments were happening where I was like, what's the point in living? What If I ended up wrecking my car, does it matter? Does anybody care? You know, I'd have days where I remember coming back from a Thanksgiving uh, in at home in Knoxville and, and went back to Florida. And the next day, it was a really sunny day, but it felt really dark to me. Yeah. And I think that day I was like, man, I, I got some I got some problems. And so I talked with a counselor and, and down there at the University of Florida. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you look at it, but their answer was like, well, maybe it's because you're you're here at Florida and you need to just go back home. So I took the easy road and, and you know, transferred to Tennessee. And at that time I was actually it was at the end of the cross country season. I had to sit out the indoor track season in the winter and I was also hurt. So that compounded things. And I was staying in the dorms. I was struggling staying in the dorms, so I ended up uh, moving in with my mom. And I left the house one morning about 6 in the morning, 5.30 or 6 in the morning, and I didn't return until after midnight. And my mom was still waiting up, and she's like, I've seen enough. It's time for you to get help. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? (laughs) And people deal with anxiety or depression in numerous ways. And so I was like, well, I mean, I'm not depressed or or anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really active. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I'm really I'm not active. sitting at home sucking my thumb under yeah. a blanket. Yeah, or can't get out of bed, or whatever yeah. the thing may be. But for me, it was staying so busy so that I didn't have to address anything. Yeah, right. Suppress it all. Suppress with, it you all. Don't have to think about it and just power through. Yeah. And so, luckily for me, um, my mom said, "That's enough. You're going to go get help." And and luckily, I've seen a counselor on and off, probably more so on than off. Uh, for the last one of my 42 now. So that was probably when I was 19 years old and it's the best money I've ever spent. Yeah. The, uh, the time that I've spent the, the, the work that we've done in there, getting to know who I am to understand things more about my journey, who I am, what my past was. And truthfully, you know, we can all change behaviors um, you know, if something comes up, you can change your behavior. You don't, you don't do this or doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. But you got to understand the why, the why, yeah, right. Why is this happening? Yep. Why is this, what is this bringing up in me? And I think that's my, that's my question that I, I, I challenge people to ask is, you know, Ted Lasso has a phenomenal scene <laughs> talking about, uh, being curious. And I think if we took more of that approach in our own life, then we would get somewhere. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be judgmental, man. The world's going to judge you hard enough. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and being curious will really set you free. Well, and I think there's two things to that. I think the curiosity is, is huge because it kind of, like you were saying earlier about what your therapist says of, you know, you can talk and spend as much money on therapy as you want, but until you actually go and do the work, and sometimes that takes that curiosity to discover what those things are for you. For some people, it's 
yoga and meditation. For some people, it's just taking medicine and that completely lets it go. For some people, it's therapy multiple times a month or a week or, you know, whatever it might be. And for others, it's a combination of all of that plus yeah. more, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but, but you've got to be, you've got to be able to, to look and find that, um, you know, and I think the other piece of that too is it's for you, you were lucky enough to have <clears throat> that moment, that push, that catalyst, mm-hmm. right? So I think as we, I'm, I'm very curious to see as we continue to do the show and talk with people, I think everybody's going to come to the show with a problem, right? <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what they're here to talk about or something that they've been through. And it, maybe it's not an active problem, but, but an event. Those ten, it feels like those tend to linger, and then it ends up taking that thing, that push, mm-hmm. to get us to that next phase mm-hmm. to really go. Um, and and the the course of the treatment, I, I love that you just said that. I mean, you've been doing it for twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we are constant work in progress, and that judgment piece is so important there of not letting not not letting it be a thing, man. Like it's. You're just working on yourself. That's how great is it that you're willing to do that, (laughs) you know, like to do the work. And I think it's so cool. As I mentioned my podcast earlier, like I love how many people are so open and willing to talk about the fact that they get help, that they are actively engaged in counseling or whatever it may be, because that is the only way to continue to get us through as a society to, to continue to prioritize this stuff. I mean, I just personally, you know, I've shared with you. I mean, obviously I, I see a therapist, I'm on medicine. Um, you know, my, my wife sees a therapist, our daughter sees a couple different people for some things where we deal with, with her from some, um, some just kind of mood dysregulation stuff that, that we're constantly working on with her. And I, I think it is hilarious to me how it, hilarious isn't the right word. But it's funny in a prideful way of watching Anderson at age 10. Like, she gets checked out of school earlier. She's out playing with some friends. And she's like, hey, I got to go see my therapist. Or my therapist told me to do this. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Because that's starting. That's like restarting this whole cycle of it. It's it's normalizing it. You know? Yeah, I think that's the key word is um, normalizing this to everyone. Yeah. And, uh you know, especially in light of what we've all experienced in the last two years, you know, a, a lot of fear, yeah. um, a lot of, of trauma, a lot of anger, anger, uh, you know, you name it. I'm sure we've all felt many things yeah. throughout the last two years. And maybe this was the last two years was a society's catalyst moment. Yeah. And hopefully people will be open to to doing this um, and to doing the work because it, it's needed and it's necessary and, and really go back to, it's not about judging, you know, it's right. about being curious about who am I, what's going on here? What, what's going to happen? You know, and you mentioned, you know, the journey and my, my journey has, has gone a lot of different places. I've traveled the world as a professional triathlete. I've, you know, I've uh, gotten married. I have two stepdaughters. I, uh, got a real job <laughs> at, at 31. Uh, I, don't, I guess being a professional triathlete wasn't a real job, but um, says who? Yeah, but 
you know, and, and then with that comes a whole nother stress level is when I got a real job or, you know, with what we do now, I, I'm in, I work for a company that uh, builds a heart pump and saves lives, but there's lives that don't get saved. Yeah. And so we see death, you know, and, and for me, that was pretty hard too in the beginning was to, to experience that. And so on top of being a high performer and, and trying to perform at my work and, and, uh, and also being in the healthcare industry and seeing what, what I see and what our team sees, uh, I was struggling a lot with anxiety as well and didn't really know what that was. I just knew that the water was always boiling and what would happen was little things would set me off and the water would spill everywhere and it was affecting a lot of people. Yeah. And I would think about it and, and be like, that's not me. That's not who I am. And so I talked to my counselor and we talked about maybe there, maybe I need to get on some medicine. And so I went to see a psychiatrist uh, here in town and she was like, yep, you struggle with anxiety and you've probably struggled with it for a long time. You are an endurance athlete and you are always tired. And that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as an endurance athlete, you're always a little tired yeah. uh, because you're taking your body on the depths of hell. And so I don't think I felt anxiety to the level that I do now because I'm not an endurance athlete anymore. Well, and something that's funny about that too, when I, you know, as I've shared with you, you know, I have had my own struggles with anxiety and panic attacks and whatever. And my, the therapist I saw here in town, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, freed who's specialized in like, EMDR treatment and panic and, and, and all that. And he absolutely turned my life around, um, multiple times <laughs> on that front, but he was a runner and he would, he would always laugh at me. He goes, endurance athletes don't have anxiety. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like because, because of the way the, the body just handles all that you he said, it's very, it was very rare to find people who were endurance athletes that actually suffered from full-blown panic because it just wasn't a thing. So like his solution uh, along with the treatment, whatever was like, and and I did, I had to stop running because I would get so anxious when I was running, which was counterproductive for me. But he was like, no dude, run like, yeah, run far, run hard, go yeah, <laughs> like unlock that and let yourself kind of heal in that process. And yeah. um, it's something I'll never, I'll never forget, but it's funny like hearing you kind of talk about that too. Like maybe when you were, in the that endurance focused phase of life, you your body, while you were anxious, was never really able to move to fully like blow its pop, blow its top. You yeah. Know? Well, and and it's it's interesting, Palmer. You're exactly right. And so now I look, what are the things that I do to take care of me, right? Yeah. Um, and make myself a priority and make my mental health a priority. You know, and it's it is seeing a counselor, and I do take medicine. I do a lot of yoga. Um, I don't run anymore. I do ride a bike some. I work out. I, I try to meditate. So I do a lot of things now. I see an acupuncturist. Um, I've done Reiki. My mom will be on this ep- on a show soon. Yeah. Real soon. And uh, she'll talk a little bit about her healing. Um, so there's many ways that and many things that we're going to hear about for treatment options that are going to that have helped people that will help people. And uh, the the beauty of this is that we go back to the same s- statement. Everybody's journey is their own. Yeah. And so 
everybody's treatment journey will be their own, right? Yeah. And what works for some may not work for others and vice versa. And so I'm just excited to to hopefully share our stories uh, together, Palmer, with other people, learn from them, and and kind of open open people's minds and not box ourselves in. And so I think for me, um, you know, the last thing we always want to do in this in this show is to talk about our turning on the light moment. Yeah. And I I I've probably had many uh, turning on the light moments, but I think for me, it was interesting. Even as I thought about this podcast, and we had talked about doing one, and even putting it out there on social media that we were going to do this. Yeah. There was a ton of anxiety. Uh to be vulnerable, to put something out there, to take a risk. And I'm reminded by, we talk a lot about Ryan Holiday, and I think you introduced me to one of his books and gave me a book after um, yeah, the obstacle, you, Obstacles Away. Obstacles yeah. Away. And there's a new book that's called uh, Courage is Calling. And on the back of it, I think that uh, Ryan Holiday writes some words, and and I think that this journey, the mental health journey takes, it takes a lot of things, but the one thing that it takes is courage. Yeah. And so I want to remind people that it, it's always been in short supply, uh, but today we need it more than ever. Ryan goes on to say, courage, that powerful force that enables us to overcome obstacles, fight for what's right, do service for others, drive change, and ultimately become who we were truly meant to be. From ancient Spartans to civil rights movements, from pioneering scientists to mold-breaking CEOs, from Charles de Gaulle to Florence Nightingale, there is no greatness that is not rooted in bravery and sacrifice. The call to courage comes to us all in life. If we won't answer it, who will? If not now, when? So I think we'll leave it on that note, Palmer. I love that, that, man. My turning on the light moment has been many. And I'm sure my lights will keep getting turned on. <laughs> but my goal is to continue to have courage to step into this journey. I'm excited to do it with you. Uh, I'm really anxious to to interview a lot of people and really kind of expand people's minds around being less judgmental, being more curious, and having a lot of courage to step into their journey. That's it, brother. So uh, thanks for sharing your story and for kind of spearheading this show and this journey for people. And I, I know that, um, it's going to be wildly successful from the standpoint of having an impact on people's lives. So, um, I'm really looking forward to being on it with you. We will be back, uh, in two weeks with, um, our first, I guess, real episode with a, with somebody else other than you and me, uh, just sitting here on the mic. And, um, you know, like we said in the trailer, the show will be coming out every other week on Mondays. Um, and I think one more thing just to say before we go, because it's important and it goes on your the thing you were talking about with judgment. This show is meant to create community encouragement and you know, hopefully to turn on people's lights. We're going to be talking to uh, you know professionals and just everyday humans. And that said, we are not experts. Um, and we want to just show the variety in, of ways in which people have sought help, um, the variety in ways in which help is available. And um, 
we encourage everyone listening, if you are struggling, if you are looking for help, you know, to talk to people that specifically are there to do that, be it medical professionals, you know, whatever it may be. And, and we're happy to be a resource to people, at least in the Knoxville area where we are, you know, of, of folks that we use and, and whatever. But, you, you know, a good place to start is always with your primary care physician if, if you know you're needing help with that. But please, 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 if you are, uh, you know, needing help, run down the appropriate channels to find that help um, and, and use this show uh, as, a, as a resource of being able to share in community with others who are on this journey and not as <laughs> that specific uh, tool for giving you the help. So. Yeah, thanks for the reminder, Palmer. Super excited. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on our first episode of Turning on the Light podcast. And remember, courage is that powerful force that enables us to overcome obstacles. See you in two weeks. See thanks. ya. The Turning on the Light podcast is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Anthony Palmer.